Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live uh, this week from my parents' basement instead of from the uh, Hall of Fame of Helmet Sundays in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. So right now I am in my native Pennsylvania, where I am very pleased to be speaking with Kurt Landis, who is the only president and general manager that the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs have ever had. And we are going to be talking about one of my favorite brands, not just because I'm a lifelong Phillies fan, but also because it's such an important brand in the story of how minor league baseball has evolved in the last 15 to, to 20 years. So, Kurt, thank you so much for, for being here. We have so much to talk about. This is such a fun brand in so many ways. Paul, thanks for having me. I appreciate your words. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a brand that obviously I'm very proud of. But uh, we wanted to have a brand that kind of represented the team. And that was like 15, 15, 16 years ago. It was about being bold and unique and, and different. And now, of course, over time, I think every Marley team has, has adopted that in their branding persona. So it always felt like we were on the more on the cutting edge when we were Iron Pigs. There weren't too many unique team names, even just 15 years ago, like, like we have now. Well, certainly since the, the Iron Pigs debuted, this industry has changed a ton. So, so I'll tell you that I have a, a sort of a personal connection to the Iron Pigs, not just because I'm a Phillies fan, but when people ask me how I got started writing about minor league baseball. So I wrote, I've written a series called The Story Behind the Nickname uh, for sportslogos.net for a long time. And the reason that I have written that series is because minor league baseball team names and brands and identities are so particular to their local community. And so often in minor league baseball, you hear, oh, that's just a wacky nickname for, for the sake of being wacky. And it's just, they picked two names out of a dictionary and slapped them together. And very rarely is that actually true. 99.9% .9 of the time, minor league baseball brands, in particular, the successful, carefully considered ones, have stories that are unique to their community. So just the word itself, Iron Pig, can you explain what Iron Pig, where that term comes from? Sure. Yeah. So this region uh, was home to Bethlehem Steel, and Bethlehem's one of the three primary cities that make up the Lehigh Valley. But Bethlehem Steel had such a profound impact on the entire region. In fact, at the height of Bethlehem Steel in the uh, 70s and, and early 80s, they employed almost 45,000 people um, at Bethlehem Steel, which is amazing to think about 45,000 people working uh, for one factory, essentially. So it, even as the steel industry declined and, and eventually Bethlehem Steel went bankrupt, you know, everyone's you know, parents or at least grandparents uh, know someone or themselves worked for Bethlehem Steel and the impact of that region. So the name um, Iron Pigs is simply derived from the term pig iron and, and pig iron is uh, a byproduct of the steel making process. So all we did was take the words pig iron and reverse them to iron pigs. And as I mentioned before, you know, we wanted something that was uh, fun and unique, but also uh, bold and daring. And so that name, uh, Iron Pigs, to us kind of resembled who we wanted to be at the time as a brand new franchise to the region. And I've always told people that, you know, I, I wanted us to have a, a single A mentality for a triple A team. Because even back then, 
my, my experience was in minor league baseball that the AAA teams kind of found themselves more to act and behave like major league teams, especially when it came to the branding and promotions. And you know, that's not who, who I wanted our, our team to be. And so we, we've been blessed. In fact, a, a quick antidote to that is we did name the team contest. We collected, you know, 3,000 suggestions and different team names. We sort through them, had eight finalists, and we only had one person submit the name Iron Picks. And immediately wow. we were drawn to it. Immediately we were drawn to it. And the guy's name who submitted the team name suggestion, his name was Ron Steele. Um, so it's just funny that the guy that suggested his actual last name was Steele. And at the time, it really added to the whole the whole story of us you know, paying homage to the community and, and the steelmaking industry. That's actually a fantastic story. I did not realize that the that the the person who won the name the team contest was le- his last name was Steele, and to only have that name come up once in a name the team contest, you know, it's, it shows it's not just about what the the most popular idea is. It's about the the cleverest, and that story that you tell about the name Iron Pigs just being pig iron flipped on its head that that to me is is one of the aha moments that i had in in saying wait a minute there's a lot more going on with these these new sort of fun wacky minor league baseball nicknames than than meets the eye and it started me down this path of really wanting to investigate what these names were all about i will also say that it was around 2000 11 2012 that i started getting interested in writing about minor league baseball nicknames which roughly corresponds with you know you you all debuted in 2008 and you know the phillies decline uh, was pretty precipitous uh in the early 2010s there so i needed somewhere to sort of direct my my baseball fandom <laughs> i've always told the phillies so they opened up this ballpark with an exhibition game the phillies versus the, the iron pigs in 2008 and they went on to to win the World Series in 2008. So I've mm-hmm. long told the Phillies that, well, if you would have another exhibition game here, you'd probably win the World Series again because those two things were, were tied together in my mind. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in favor of that. And I don't, think, I don't think baseball fans are a really superstitious type. So there's, a, there's no way they would really buy into that. Wait a minute, I have the wrong sport here. Yes, they should definitely do that. I'm thinking 24, 25, that's the, I, I have my, my sights set on the next World Series here in the next, next couple of years. We'll see how that goes. That's that's a whole other podcast right now. <laughs> the the visual brand. So you know, obviously you you turned you, you turned pig iron on its on its head, and you have iron pigs, uh, and then you worked with Brandios, and I'll be speaking with uh, Jason Klein from Brandios uh, about this brand coming up next here on this on this episode, and this is something that they excel at, right? Is finding that that unique twist in in the local community and you know playing it up and so they crafted this highly refined sort of polished metal looking pig as as the logo you've been with the team since the inception what was the local reaction when the new brand was was unveiled well it was it was actually extremely uh, well received so as like any new brand and we talked about the number of people that submitted name the team ideas and then everyone voted for what they thought would be the best team name and through the voting out of the eight team names uh, iron pigs got the most votes but it was only like 13 percent right the second place name got 12.8 percent and the third place got 12.6 percent so you know, it, it wasn't a landslide for any one specific name and so unless it was your name you know it was 
they're like, oh, that's horrible pigs. You know, this, we want something that we're proud of. But then when you, when you see the brand come out and you're like, oh, that's, that's cool. I, I kind of like that. And then mm-hmm. when you see um, the first year, you know, people are wearing the logos of the uniforms and the fans are wearing pig snouts. We sold, we would sell pig snouts and fans are wearing those. Um, you know, it, it, everyone, it was like a slow turn, right? The name, some people liked, then the logo came out, more people liked. And then when you see the brand in action and advertising or how we use it, how we play on the word and the puns that come out of what you do. Um, by the time we were at opening day, there was an avalanche of support for the name. And still to this day, and, and, and maybe I'm biased, obviously I'm here more than other ballparks, but the, the percentage of our fans that are wearing Iron Pigs and or Phillies gear, but especially Iron Pigs mm-hmm. at the ballpark, is amazing. You know, I'll go to other minor ballparks and obviously you see people in, in team gear, but you'll legitimately walk through the concourse here and about 95% of the people have on some some level of pig's gear or at worst Phillies gear. And it's really yeah. amazing how people have always um, felt connected to our brand because of the logo. Well, and you mentioned the the Phillies gear. Obviously you're you know not that far away. It's just uh, you know what 90 minute drive to get to Philadelphia. So, well, of course that depends on a, a lot of factors that, that amount of time, but uh, how, how has being close to your parent club affected the, the way the team has been accepted? Well, you know, I think very, very early on because there had been a lot of false starts in the Lehigh Valley in terms of getting uh, quality baseball. There was a, a couple of independent teams that had different levels of success um, they had tried to bring in a new independent level team. Mm-hmm. We were coming to the market here. I think it was important that we were affiliated and affiliated with a local MLB team because people had a little more confidence like, well, this time's real. And, and again, yeah. the persona for our region after Bethlehem Steel's collapse and, and things have been downtrodden for a couple of decades. Right. Downtowns. And, but the, the psyche, the mentality of people was we don't well, we don't deserve this, or if not, we don't deserve this. I don't think it's going to be successful. Nothing here is successful. That's just people would tell us that face to face. And wow. And then to actually see people come to the ballpark, they would walk in and be like, "Oh my God, I'm I'm in East Allentown. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe something this nice is in Allentown." And then for us to be successful, yeah, it really led locally. We were probably the first um, domino to fall in terms of. Oh, we, we should have these things. We're a large enough market. We deserve a hockey team in the arena. Uh, they've created a new arts campus here that is very successful and draws a million people for a, a large uh, 10-day music festival and does other programming throughout the year. A casino was soon after us. And all of a sudden, within you know, five to seven years after Iron Pigs, you know, the, the volume of restaurants, the downtowns improving. The It was just like a, a renaissance for this region that even now continues. I think we're the only region of Pennsylvania that still is uh, building and growing as opposed to remaining stagnant or declining in, in terms of um, housing or, or people you know, moving into the region. Yeah. Well, I've always said baseball makes everything better. Uh, it really is, by the way, just a gorgeous ballpark for, you know, for anyone who's listening who has not been to, to Allentown to get to an Iron Pigs game. It's a gorgeous ballpark. And I was 
I was one of those fans. I walked in and I was not expecting, you know, this, this atmosphere. And we, my, my children were pretty little at the time. And, and we sat out there in the outfield berm and they obviously loved that. I will say too, I told them each, I said, they can pick out anything they want from the, from the team store. And my then two-year-old daughter picked out the pig snout that you mentioned. So uh, I, there's, I wrote a, I compiled my articles from sportslogos.net into a book called the story behind the nickname. And there's a photo in there in the article about the iron pigs of my daughter with the pig snout nose uh, on. So it's funny that you, you mentioned that as, <laughs> uh, as, as one of the items that you guys sell. So, so the, obviously the pig part of the identity, you know, you've anthropomorphized this pig, the, the pig part of the identity, you really have played up with a whole sort of bacon theme in your brand. And that came after, you know, the initial brand unveil that was sort of alternate logos that you introduced. Those obviously have been very popular. Can you talk about sort of that aspect of the Iron Pigs brand, the actual fleshy meat part of it? Sure. <laughs> so in 2014, um, we had worked a new deal with Majestic, who was providing all uniforms for Major League Baseball, and they're in our backyard, and they were set to provide all of our uniforms. So we had a chance to actually create all new uniforms, and we decided to create all new logos uh, and alternate sets of logos. And, you know, we, we did a number of things, some things that pay homage to, you know, relationship with the Phillies and kind of a throwback set with the Phillies. And then um, we had kind of a molten looking logo that had the iron pig with molten ore coming from it, like it was just dipped in the molten ore at the steel factory. But we really, um, in discussions before 2014, the one that was most polarizing internally with our staff was taking a piece of bacon and put it in our hat. And even with our staff, some people loved it and some people hated it yeah. because like, well, it's a dead version of ourselves, right? When you're taking literally a dead version of yourself, bacon, and it was just a piece of bacon on a hat. But then um, you know, anytime something is that polarizing, yeah, uh, you find that you're, you're onto something, quite honestly. At least for people that love it, they're going to really attach themselves to that brand. So we announced bacon and we did a billboard campaign in advance of it called smell the change no one knew no one knew the smell of change was the iron pigs it was just pieces <laughs> of bacon on billboards that had hashtag smell of change so we had the whole region kind of like discussing you know we had a website smellchange.com but no one knew who was hosting the website no one knew it was baseball related so for a month we were kind of getting the local area like who was putting up bacon logos right we came out with the identity and it went viral very quickly. And yeah. In 2014, viralness was still relatively new. Um, and then when that hit, it was it was absolutely a home run. And then we sent out the logos. We had scratch and sniff t-shirts, scratch and sniff hats that smelled like bacon. <laughs> and it's been a home run for us to this day. In fact, you know, we kind of nicknamed Experience Here Bacon USA. Right. Uh, led to different versions of, of the bacon and and we really you know kind of jumped in and, and, and adopted bacon as a semi uh, brand for us or just as almost as important brand for us as, as the pig head so it's been crazy it's been a fun wild ride and and, and honestly you know paul then he came out with the, the bacon hats and the bacon food identity as it were in 14 uh fresno came out with the tacos in 15 and, and between us and Fresno, and then the industry seeing the success between uh, us with the bacon and then the tacos. And then we also came out 15 with the 
a steak, a cheesesteak on a hat. Yeah. So those those three campaigns between us and Fresno uh, really started this huge ambush of uh, food themed alternate logos in Marlin baseball. That's just become as huge as you know, a uh, huge part of the branding within the, the industry now. So you're you're touching on something that is very much something that I want to 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 talk about here because the this this debate of Lehigh Valley versus Fresno, who started it, you know, that that goes back and forth. And uh, you're pointing at yourself right now. It's I tend to, as a Phillies fan, I tend to side with Lehigh Valley on this, certainly the bacon and and the the cheesesteaks logos that you mentioned, the where the fans got to choose with or without, and you know, they the two different hats with for the uninitiated, with or without means with or without onions. That's how you order your cheesesteaks here. Uh, except here you would say wit or without. Let's go on record here. Who started the food-based alternate identity trend in minor league baseball? The trend was 100% started with the Iron Pigs. And, there you go. And we worked with Fresno after they were successful in 15. So yeah. 2016, um, we purposely stoked that us versus them relationship because sure. with us being successful east coast west coast uh bacon tacos we we purposely fought and and argued and uh, <laughs> again it, it was very viral and our fans got behind our stories and our brands we, we wanted to take ownership collectively but we thought arguing and and having a a, a war that was a purposeful marketing campaign with us sure. and to um of continue to make sure people were aware of both of our logos as we thought that'd be beneficial for both sides and for some people they took it very literally that that we hate fresno in fact i know we both support and think of ourselves as being both very creative and unique but but we started 2014. (laughs) well i think that that's your answer right there to the to the the fake Twitter war, uh, <laughs> or, or at least the staged Twitter war about who started it. Certainly both great brands. I mean, the Fresno Tacos is a classic one. Now, you all have gone, you, obviously, the the bacon identity, you know, that's an alternate part of the Iron Pigs brand. There was the temporary cheesesteaks identity. The Another food-based one that I, you know, that settled a different debate, and this was one that I really enjoyed, was when you put the the question out there to fans about Sprinkles versus Jimmy's. And that is, you know, like I said, I, I grew up in the Philadelphia area. I have been calling them Jimmy's my entire life. Both the chocolate and the rainbow are Jimmy's to me. I've just never used Sprinkles. To me, Sprinkles are the little, like, square colored sugar cubes that you put on cupcakes right not the the little chocolate candies that you put on top of ice cream ice cream is a big part of my thing uh on on twitter i my my name is baseball and ice cream i have a collection of the helmet sundays the iron pigs are represented in there with a few different ones i appreciate that you all did the the anniversary helmet sundays that you do you know you do special versions of the helmet sundays uh, i know that you've done the ones that are the slightly different shapes and so so the Iron Pigs, the Iron Pigs Helmet Sunday game is strong. So I certainly appreciate that. But I did want to ask about the this debate of Sprinkles versus Jimmy's. It, it it happened on Tribute to Philly Night, which is something that you guys do every year. If Sprinkles had won, could you really have done Tribute to Philly Night with Sprinkles instead of Jimmy's? <laughs> well, you know, the fans spoke. The fans spoke, and and at least for us regionally, you know, Jimmy's 
um, barely won out the, that vote. But it, it, we were, we were proud to be Philly related and Philly region. So I think we felt confident that Jimmy's was going to win the race, as it were. But again, it was it was great to see the engagement that we had online and even in the ballpark in terms of like, you know, some people are like, what the heck is a sprinkle or what the heck is a Jimmy? And there's it, it kind of evokes these um, very, you know, prideful memories of like, no, they're they're always called Jimmy's and they always should be and always will be. And that that logo, that merchandise. It wasn't just about the kids because they're very youthful, fun, ice cream, uh, colorful caps and logos. But the adults bought into like, no, this is this is Jimmy's. Gosh darn it! We're, I I want something that represents us being called Jimmy's, and we see just as many adults that that bought into the argument that their pride in Jimmy's. And then we had the same thing with John. Um, was our salute to Philly night, I believe, in in 2018. So. Uh, <laughs> John J A W N is a very Philly term, mm -hmm. and if you're from Philly, you use John in in lieu of any other noun, or place, thing, anything. And and a lot of people when they saw John, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> call yourselves John. Um, you know, John was our name on the jerseys, and other people who are Philly just loved it. Loved yep. it. It, was, it was a national thing too, because if you're from Philly but you've moved other places. And now you have a John baseball jersey. It was like, that's me. That's the jersey that I've been waiting for. And it just embodies some of that spirit of Philadelphia. Oh, it's perfect. I, I actually have a photo. My brother is a fancy lawyer in Philadelphia. And he's got really good Philly seats. You know, the games that he attends, he's right behind home plate. And you can see him on TV with every pitch. And so I've, I've had the good fortune of going to games with my brother and right after I got my John T-shirt, I, I wore it uh, right behind home plate. So I was on TV every night with, or I'm sorry, on, on every pitch that night, uh, wearing that John T-shirt. And so <laughs> it is a uniquely Philly thing. And when I wear it anywhere else, people are, you know, I do get a sort of cross-eyed look like, what are you, what are you even wearing there? <laughs> so, well, if you, know, if you know, you know. So when you find someone from Philadelphia, they give you the uh, head nod and approval and, and that's awesome. Totally. Absolutely love that. So now the, the next one that I have found to be a regionalism that I did not know was a regionalism, and maybe you could get Kevin Costner involved in, in a promotional night somehow, but the whole have a catch versus play catch debate out there is a, uh, is a really big one. And, and I, I find that I'm in the minority in most of the country saying have a catch, but I'm, I'm fairly certain it came from growing up in this area that, that where I learned that phrase. Have a catch and play catch. There's a little bit of a debate behind that. So right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see us um, take advantage of one more, <laughs> uh, you know, regional colloquialism and, and have some fun with it. I'm not sure if that's in, in the form of merchandise or, or just a promotion, but I don't know the right way of saying it. And um, but there's definitely a, uh, a movement or an argument between the, between the two. Well, I certainly would be team have a catch if that were to become a Twitter poll or a merchandise sales situation, you know, you'd find me on team team have a catch for sure. Yeah. There was another promotional night that I wanted to ask you about because it was the, the marketing of it was very funny, where you played as the iron pugs. Uh, and, and it was actually attributed to a typo that you made in ordering merchandise. It's a, it's a, it's a fun story. Can you confirm, was it, was it really a typo or was Iron Pugs a fun thing that you thought would be fun to do? 
I guess I can let the cat out of the bag now. It's probably <laughs> a year before I told anybody, but that was um, that was purely a plan. Yeah. So it it's funny though because I'd say ninety percent of our fan base, you know, took that hypo hypo and thought that was great that we made you know lemons out of or lemonade made lemonade out of lemons and uh, they really caught on to the idea that a team could just come out and say hey we made a mistake but we're gonna have fun with it mm-hmm. so in reality you, know, you can't just make a mistake and have hundreds and thousands of t-shirts and caps with a brand new logo created uh ready in time so <laughs> that, that was a um, idea one of our staff members had and it was two years in the making from the time we announced it to actually um, draft the idea. We, we molded it in different ways. Like, how is this going to be successful? Is it really funny? Is it just dumb? Um, again, it was kind of polarizing within our our staff, and that's kind of when you know you have a actually a good idea. So, how do we introduce the typo? How do we say it? You know, how do you make it on a promotional calendar? Um, the whole concept really took a full year year and a half for us to play around with and it was probably though paul you know we've done a lot of great things with, with bacon and steaks and john but the specific night of iron pugs we only finally announced the promotion about two weeks in advance of the night that we were going to be wearing iron pugs jerseys iron pugs caps and you know, dog night at the ballpark and we sold um we sold out a monday night in august and we sold by the time we announced it to the end. It, it was amazing how quickly we sold out because so much energy was directed towards not just the merchandise nationally, national, nationally, but also towards the actual being there at the game with dog lovers to see this game take place in person. So from a pure merchandise success, we've had a lot of great things do very well. Yeah. But from a ticketing success, um, that was probably our, our largest one night single promotion based on higher funds. I can imagine that that was a blast actually. And the, the, the whole like bark in the park nights is, uh, is really fun. And now if we could find a way to get a cat themed night in there, you could, it could be take me out to the ball game. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank I should, you. I should hire you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have some, uh, this is, I'm borrowing a, a format from my friend, Ed Rivera, who uh, does the dad hat chronicles. He does some, some rapid fire questions at the end. I want to, I want to ask you for, uh, first of all, Kurt, where are you from originally? Are you from Pennsylvania? Well, I'm from Ohio originally near Cleveland. So I didn't know about, um, I don't know the gentleman's name, the dad hat chronicles, but I think he's a Cleveland guy if I'm not mistaken. So that's right. Yeah. I, I need to meet him. Um, his, his name is Ed Rivera. I'm sure he would love to meet you. He, he and I are going to have a lot of the same questions about, you know, Hey, when do we get that Jimmy's hat in the dad hat style here? That's I I've been waiting for the Jimmy's hat to show up as a, you know, the soft top curved brim, you know, this one, this one is 47 brand, which is the, you know, my, my preferred brand here, but yeah, you and Ed could, could certainly, uh, you would certainly hit it off for sure. Probably a long suffering Browns fan as, as I am. He, he is a Browns fan. So, well, so that, uh, you know, that probably the, the questions that I had for you, you know, just being that you're not originally from Philadelphia, you know, you, you probably have non Philadelphia answers here, but I I was going to ask you for you, is it, sprinkles or jimmies well i i've been here for 15 years in the lehigh valley so i've taken the jimmies but there's still a, a few times in my life where a, where a sprinkles will come out by accident because of my my midwest roots so. all right 
Is I, it? I have adopted Jimmy's at this point. <laughs> so, all right, that sounds good. Is it play catch or have a catch? I always played catch. Sorry, I always played catch growing up. The have a catch, I don't quite understand. So I would be on the different side, but I certainly have heard it both ways. Oh, that's fair. It's a fair answer given that you're from from Ohio here. How about the the correct pronunciation of the word W A T E R? Water. Okay. Now, now, Wooder, Wooder is is um, something our fans should pay attention to in the next in the next ten months. Here, we've we've had a lot of fun with people and how they pronounce the word uh, water. Wooder. Well, that is uh, that's huge news. I am very excited for whatever that's going to be. Some something having to do with with water. That that is spectacular. And I also love that the Philly spring training is in clear water <laughs> in Florida. Okay. What is what is the machine called that you get money from? ATM. Okay, it's a, it's a Mac machine. It's a oh, you know. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I remember Mac machines. Yeah. Uh, is that right? On your cheesesteak, with or without? With. Okay, that sounds that's good. The pronunciation, another pronunciation question here: E A G L E S. Uh. Uh, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm not sure if I want to participate. In this. <laughs> it no, is. I, I, I love I, I, our the, the fan base in Philadelphia is so passionate, and that's yeah. what's led to our success. But the you know it's it's Eagles. I know I know what you're gonna say, but uh, Eagles. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's spelled I G G L E S. Eagles. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you know, another one of my favorite Philadelphiaisms is uh, our use of prepositions as well, right? So if you're, if you are going to spend a week at, say, Ocean City, New Jersey, where are you going? To the shore? Is that, is that the correct answer? You said to the shore because you're from Ohio, but uh, in Philadelphia, down the shore. We're going, we're going yeah. down the shore. <laughs> you know, the, the salute to Philadelphia nights have been wildly successful for us sure. people really enjoy the, the argument or the logos um after the the, the eagles 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 uh after they won the super bowl uh our salute to philly night was actually based on that the, and and the play right the um oh the the philly philly, philly yeah the philly special yeah so we actually designed a cap and logo and the philly special was our salute to Philadelphia the one year they won the World Series. So that was, that was fun that, to memorialize a play as a, as a logo. Yeah, absolutely love that. So, well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's coming up on lunchtime here in the Philadelphia area as we record this. So I hope you're heading to the Wawa to have a hoogie. Uh. <laughs> That's another great argument, right? Is, is it Wawa or Sheets? You know, what's oh. Absolutely. I grew up in Wawa country, but, uh, you know, I certainly understand the, the allure of, of sheets as well. So I thought I was afraid you were going to say it was a debate between, you know, hoagie and, and sub. And I thought, Oh no, that's not a debate that that was that settled law from a long time ago. It's definitely hoagie. So, <laughs> well, Kurt, thank you so much for letting me land these questions on you. You, you certainly have proved your your Philly bona fides with everything that the Iron Pigs have been doing over the years. It's been such a fun brand and so much fun for me as a as a Philadelphia fan, you know, as a Phillies fan, it's been so much fun to watch what the team does. But just on its own, you know, all of the the unique branding that the the team has done and what the Iron Pigs did to establish the unique, clever, hyper local team name and identity as 
the the thing to do in minor league baseball. I'm I'm so pleased with the success that you've had with that approach because I think it's the appropriate approach in minor league baseball. So thank you for not being the Allentown Phillies. Thank you for being the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs and for all that you do for minor league baseball. I appreciate that. Our, our owners initially actually wanted us to be the Lehigh Valley Phillies. Um, <sighs> and we had to convince them otherwise. And it's been uh, something that they haven't looked back once I, once I convinced them. But we had to convince the Phillies um, as our partner that being called Iron Pigs would be a positive as opposed to calling ourselves the Phillies or, or something other more traditional. And, and God bless Dave Montgomery. I remember this day, you know, him uh, blessing the name and thinking it was great, even though the concern about calling a team pigs and yeah. their players pigs, um, you know, that might be something some of that more traditional would, would not support. So uh, Dave Montgomery, of course, being the longtime um, president, you know, God rest his soul for the, for the Philadelphia Phillies, but a great leader. Thank you, Kurt. I really appreciate it. We've gone a little over here. I took more of your time than I meant to, so I apologize for that. But this has been great fun. And go Phils, go Iron Pigs, and I can't wait to see what you guys have coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Kurt. All right, thank you. Hi, everyone. It's me, Paul, your host of the podcast, Baseball by Design. I'm very glad that you are here listening to this right now. You're about to hear a terrific conversation with uh, Jason Klein from Brandios. And I can't believe that I almost made it through a full 10 episodes before I had to come on and apologize for some audio quality issues. In the interview that you're about to hear, Jason's microphone sounds great. And honestly, he does most of the talking in this interview anyway, because he's got so much important and fun stuff to say about the work that Brandios did on uh, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs identity. But when I interject and when I ask my questions, it sounds a little bit like I'm asking him these questions from behind a Wendy's drive through microphone. So, okay. Well, maybe it's not quite that bad. Maybe it's more like I'm talking into like one of those wax audio recorders and I'm standing in a, a big tin can in the middle of a high school gymnasium. All right. Well, now that I got your expectations really super low, I hope you enjoy the conversation that Jason and I had about the Lehigh Valley Iron Picks. Welcome back, everybody. I am super happy to be joined right now for the first time of what I'm sure is going to be many, countless times that Jason Klein from Brandios is here to talk yes. about. Jason Klein. Jason, you've been such a supporter of this idea of this podcast, and oh, you such a huge fan. You have always been so accessible with your time and so enthusiastic about just talking about your process. You guys, uh, you know, you guys are obviously huge influencers, but you're so accessible and so easy to talk to about all this stuff. So, first of all, thank you for everything that you've done. You know, all the many, many conversations we've already had since 2014 when I started writing for SportsLogos.net. That's right. Yeah. And now we're actually seeing each other, uh, you know, face to face, at least through Zoom anyway. Uh, so anyway, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for all the work that you do for minor league baseball. And, you know, thanks for all these logos, right? Like these fun logos to talk about. It's the greatest job in the world. We have the greatest job in the world. <laughs> we get to like just have so much fun every day. And I'm like I said, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. I'm a huge fan of going behind the scenes because we, you know, um, we see the final product and we make a judgment and we like it or we don't like it but there's so much that goes into it and i found the more that i learn about the backstories about how things are created 
and the significance and the Easter eggs and <laughs> all the behind the scenes stories and you know the struggles that had to be overcome. It just makes uh, the work feel much more significant and meaningful. So I'm I'm a huge fan of this. Well, and we're going to do a deep dive, right? Like we're going to do a deep dive into Brandios and your process and, and the history of the, the firm and everything. Right. But we're also going to have you on on a regular basis, as we are doing today, to talk about specific brands that you've worked on. Uh, and, and like I said, I can't believe that it's, you know, episode 10 right now. And this is the first time that we've talked because we're going to talk a lot. This is going to be a regular thing. Fans of the podcast, thank you for being here. You're going to hear a lot from Jason Klein from Brandios. Uh, and like I said, we've had so many conversations over the years about these about these brands. I'm glad that the first one that we're talking about together uh, on the podcast is the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, because I point to this logo a lot when people ask me, how did you get started writing about minor league baseball logos? You know, back in 2008, when this logo came about, that was you know a, t a great time for phillies fans you know that i'm a phillies fan you can actually yep. probably see the phillies banner uh over over my shoulder here behind me and i remember looking at that logo and thinking iron pigs right like they're you know it's i, I was one yeah. of these people who thought ah eh, they're just pulling names out of the dictionary they're just opening the page and right. and the iron pigs were one of the first ones where i was just like oh no that's a real you know, that's a, there's a real deep, significant story. And, you know, we just talked with Kurt Landis, the general manager of the team, about this. I love this. Kurt. I love Kurt. So can you tell me, you know, what was it, uh, you know, this this project? What were your considerations? You know, I know that you often visit the places where the thing is yeah. designed. What, tell me about the process of creating this brand in particular. Uh, well, the story begins. Chuck Domino, who was the um, still is, he is the godfather of minor league baseball marketing. And he, um, he's been, gosh, Idaho Falls. Um, he really um, cemented his place in Reading and then helped launch Lehigh Valley, uh, helped launch, oh, gosh, everything um, from uh, Richmond Flying Squirrels. He helped launch the uh, uh, Akron Rubber Ducks, helped a little bit with Jacksonville, helped a little bit with um rocket city trash pandas so chuck invites us in and um we said you know one of the things that's really important to us is that we do research you know we, we it's really easy just to google on the internet and think you know about a community but until you live eat breathe and become an honorary citizen you just don't know what that community is all about so we packed our bags uh, from san diego flew out um to lehigh valley and we toured and we learned all about the steel industry. We learned all about the heritage that Lehigh Valley produced a lot. And I mean, a lot of the steel that built America. And so um, we knew that the, the brand had to celebrate steel. It was a weird transition too, because it was a time when the steel industry was, you know, was not around. It wasn't thriving like it was. There was a lot of uh, vacant, uh, iron ore and steel mills and um and it was right it was right before the repurposing that we've seen in america where we repurpose old buildings into really new fun industrial um complexes for retail and fashion and um living spaces so it was right before that was happening and we you know we had to name the team contest and we love name the team contest because it gets the community involved and it gets them excited about what's to come and so we had a lot of names and I, we, we sat down um, and we were narrowing down the team names. Uh, I think there was a short list. 
Um, but it was a conference table and it was me and Kurt Landis and Casey and, you know, the ownership. And we had narrowed it down um, in the end to the Iron Pigs or the Vulcans. I think the, Vul the Vulcan is the Roman or Greek god of steel or iron or something like that. Oh. And um, at, we were, so we were sitting there and we were talking about we wanted this brand to represent the type of experience that people could expect. And Kurt had just come from Hagerstown. And I think one of Kurt's like most well-known promotions was he gave away a vasectomy as part of like <laughs> vasectomy tribute night. And, you know, it was, it was like, a, you know, it goes on ESPN. It was like a, yeah. all over national media. And yeah. I said, Kurt, this is the type of experience that you're going to be in charge of. Um, the idea of being the iron pigs, and I should, I should clarify, pig iron is the raw material to make steel. So it, it was reversed iron pigs. Um, and it was like, do we want to be the iron pigs and do we, or do we want to be the, uh, you know, the Vulcans. And I remember thinking the iron pigs jives with the way that Kurt operates, the way, the type of experience that you're going to get this idea of like going hog wild and, you know, bacon flavored cotton candy and, right. uh, you know, pig no nose giveaways, just all this stuff. Kurt was like, I was like, Kurt, this is the way that you think. Um, and I remember Joe Finley was really nervous. Uh, he was one of the owners and he's like, oh man, we're, I'm going to have to go to the mayor and say, thank you for the funding, the public funding. <laughs> we're going to name the team, the pigs. Right. Um, and, you know, um, this was really the first time that the sort of new era of how you go about branding a minor league baseball team was was conceived. Mm -hmm. And I give all the credit to Chuck because Chuck Domino really was orchestrating this in his head was, um, no, we need to make a splash. We need to, uh, you know, create this energy. Mm -hmm. And the name Iron Pigs at the time was really outrageous. Now we just look back and it's like, that's the Iron Pigs. That was an outrageous team name. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things we thought back, we were like, well, you know, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the mud hens, right. It's a right. female like chicken in a <laughs> swamp. Like, how is that a classic? And then right. iron pigs is not. Right. So, um, so eventually we landed on, uh, iron pigs and Chuck was really adamant that we were going to release the name before the logo. Mm. And that made everybody really nervous because yeah. um, we knew that fans would have a limited imagination and they just, they would just see pigs. They would hear pigs in their mind and think like, right. this is a right. pig brand. Like, how are we going to, and Chuck was like, no, 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 no. We're going to have this um, press conference where we're going to have steel workers come in. There's going to be an I beam that they're going to be carrying with like iron <laughs> pigs written out in like rivets and stuff. Yeah. And we're going to be say we're the iron pigs. And sure enough, um, everybody was like, Oh my gosh, this is awful. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe we're going to be called the pigs. Um, because the, the, the conversation that Joe Finley, the owner and, and everybody was having was like, well, they're going to think, porky pig that right. they're just gonna think porky pig right and so we sat down and chuck and kurt and everybody was was, was talking design we thought to ourselves okay everybody thinks we're gonna go ridiculous porky pig right let's go the opposite direction mm -hmm. like let's treat this with all sincerity like it's a major league baseball brand mm -hmm. so 
when you look at the lettering, when you look at the uniforms, it wasn't going to be this goofy, goofball, silly, kitschy. It was like, we're going to take it real serious. Right. Um, and that to me is what the minor league baseball humor is, is this idea of the sincerity at which you embrace a name or a concept that is literally outrageous. Like it is literally the antithesis of what you would expect from a pro major league teeth and nails type uh, nickname. So, um, so yeah, so, so we said, all right, we're going to go and we're going to make this really tough as nails. Right. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Just tough as nails uh, pig made out of steel and rivets and, and, and Chuck and Kurt were really driving this and had great ideas. Um, we looked at a lot of like, sort of Penn state, you know, we thought Penn state was real classic and, yeah. you know, obviously in the area. So, um, I mean, early concepts, it had like, you know, the pig with, with like, you know, goggles on and there was a handkerchief and, you know, the eye made of, you know, was on fire and, yeah. um, you know, just iron ore. And, and that was just the story that we wanted to tell was this really tough as nails, serious, gritty, approachable, um, iron pigs brand. You just your description of taking a sort of wacky idea and treating it very seriously, it, you know, it's almost like listening to a, a a comedian or an actor talk about how to play comedy, right? And it, it makes me, I never thought of the Iron Pigs as the Arrested Development, you know, sitcom of minor league <laughs> baseball logos, but those guys are all like dead serious in their acting, right? And, right. And that's right. what makes it hilarious. So this yeah. this sort of very serious approach to this very whimsical nickname was, you know spot on like you say and so you created this metallic fierce pig basically yeah. right and my and i think kurt and i were talking about this uh, you know my daughter we went to a game my daughter uh, got you know the first thing she wanted in the team store was the pig snout right like so i yeah. mean there's yeah, there's yeah, a certain yeah. element of like that pig is still fun and goofy and kids <laughs> love it but obviously that that pig theme which you know like you say comes from pig iron uh, that's forged in the steel mills of Eastern Pennsylvania, led to this sort of larger pig-based identity that people embraced. I mean, you know, we'll talk a lot, I'm sure, in upcoming episodes about this arc of we hate it, we love it, yeah. and how that... It's called the J-curve, actually. It's like, a, it's, like, it's like a scientific curve. It's called the J-curve. But anyway, sorry, keep oh, going. I thought you were going to say it was called the Brandios curve. I thought that... It's, no, I... it's, it's, this is a thing before, long before us. Uh, okay. But, you know, that then became this this thing where people have now embraced this this pig brand and you know they're they're you know one of the big things that the iron pigs do is they now have sort of a bacon themed identity yeah. um which i know that you guys are responsible for as well so can you talk about that transition from okay it's a pig but it's not really a pig because look it's it's steel and it's cool to now we're just going full bore as it were uh, right. on the pig theme <laughs> right so um when we think about building a brand, one of the things we always think about is this we're, this Disneyfication, right? We're creating an experience, not just a brand, we're creating an experience. So what, how we can involve sponsorship, how we can involve uh, season tickets, how we can involve concessions. We're thinking it as if, you know, when you go to Disney World and you go to the Magic Kingdom and you step into Frontierland, you are in the Wild West. Mm -hmm. There's barbecue and the costumes and the smells and the architecture the signage, the design, everything is reinforcing that you are in the Wild West. And when we think about a brand, one of the things that's super important to us is this idea of, can we create a universe around the subject matter? So 
we are thinking, um, what is the name of the team store? What will the mascot look like? Um, is there a spirit team? What are they wearing? Uh, is there a kid's club? Is there a concession item? Is there a dare food? These are all these things that we're thinking about this giant universe that we're doing to create this experience because the brand is much more than a logo. It is an entire experience that you're creating. So the Iron Pigs was great because unlike the Vulcans, you got all of the steel industry. So we could do things with steel. We could right. also do things with pigs. And so at any point in time, when you're creatively like running out of steam, you're like, okay, well, if the pig's not working, we can go to the steel. Or if the steel stuff's not working, we can go to the pigs. Mm -hmm. Or we can merge them together. Mm -hmm. So this is what is so fun about uh, minor league baseball is that you get to tap into these universes. So one of the core principles of the Iron Pigs organization is they want fans asking, what are the Iron Pigs going to think of next? Right. That is the way that they approach. So every year. What are they going to think of next? Mm -hmm. And when we are building the brand, um, we're, we're always, every year we have clubs who come back to us every year and they're like, Jason, we want to keep making our brand famous. We want to keep clubs, um, our, our fans thinking, what are we thinking about next? So in Lehigh Valley, we were exploring, okay, what are the options? And we said, okay, well, we can go deeper into pigs or we can go deeper into um, uh the steel industry. Mm -hmm. And at the time they were doing like a Friday, Saturday and a Sunday jersey. There's like three jerseys that they're coming up with. And they wanted us to come up with some ideas. So we did an alternate uh, Iron Pigs logo. So the classic Iron Pigs logo, I think it was coming at you or is it, it was a different angle basically. Um, that was one of the designs. We also did this idea of going deep into steel with an iron ore uniform. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this was the oh. all black uniform with chrome and steel and it had a fluorescent orange um, dripping iron ore coming off the logo right so it's, it's, you can google it it's a great cap it's all black with you know steel and then there's dripping glowing iron ore and that was the all black uniform i think it was the first all black uniform in minor league baseball but it was oh. like a th i mean it was a thing it was like all black and we've done powder blue but like we're gonna do all black so um so that was one of the part of the uh the trio and then the third element was the bacon uniform yeah this idea that they were uh going to create a, a bacon hat uh, right a bacon strip. and part of the bacon strip idea was that they wanted to create a destination it wasn't just going to a game they wanted to own a universe and so in the same way that we have a name like frontierland they have embraced bacon usa as their alter ego, right? right? As this escape from your everyday worries, you take your kids, your family, you leave your life in Lehigh Valley and you spend a night at Bacon USA. So that was Bacon Cotton Candy, um, gosh, scratch and sniff, all of this, <laughs> like everything. Like they, I, they have a list that I don't even have access to of like all the bacon stuff. But, um, but the bacon strip hat was one of the ideas that we came up with. And Casey had this idea of like, what if we put an Easter egg, which is the word iron pigs written in the embroidery of the hat. Um, and I'll talk about this in the future, but we had spent um, several days at New Era just learning their process, their technology, their capabilities, what they've always dreamed of doing that they've never had a, an opportunity to do, what the machines, uh, how we can push the machines that embroider to their limit. 
what we can get them to do. Um, so uh, we spend a lot of time collaborating with New Era all the time uh, in yeah. terms of what their capabilities are. And one of the ideas was, well, you know what? If you lay down in thread in a specific direction, you might be able to use that same thread to write something out mm -hmm. in a field that if you're a designer, you know, is just a, it's a solid vector field. So we had a solid red meat vector is all meat, but we were going <laughs> to lay down the embroidery, the way the thread was dropped into that instead of going back and forth or up and down, right. it was going to go in the form of iron pig. So the bacon strip hat, um, has an Easter egg. A lot of people don't know. It says the word iron pigs in it. That's and, fantastic. Um, yeah. And that was yeah. the, the, that was bacon USA uniform. I love that I'm having conversations right now that involve the phrase red meat vector. That's just like, that's all of my favorite things right there. <laughs> uh, okay. I have to say, as a Phillies fan, Phillies fans should be well familiar with the work of Brandios here because you've got the Iron Pigs at AAA, you've got the Fight and Fills at AA, you've got the Clearwater Threshers at High A, and the Jersey yeah. Shore Blue Claws at Low A. So you, you, there's a lot, uh, a lot to be familiar with from from Brandios for Phillies fans. And this, like I said, this brand was one of the the ones that really made me take notice of minor league baseball branding is special and it tells stories in ways that other sports don't. And yeah. so that this is one of the first ones that I really began to appreciate that way. So Jason, thanks for coming on and talking about this brand. Of course, for the anytime. first time of many. Where where can people find you online and on on the socials? We're at Brandios. It's like Grandios with a B. Um, and you can find us at Brandios.com and at all the socials at Brandios. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure we will talk to you very soon. <laughs>